Hey guys, quick note before we start, this episode of SideQuest is actually archival from our old Patreon from a previous podcast. It was a patron-exclusive uh, episode where we reviewed the Super Mario Brothers uh, Super Show. Uh, so, hope you enjoy, and I'll see you next time. Hey, Paisanos! This week on the Page Master's Lodge, Birdos That Can Fly, Nicole Eggert from Charles in Charge, and gratuitous foot-licking. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Why? Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Page Masters Lodge. So, uh, thank you guys for being here for this inaugural episode of uh, the Page Masters Lodge. And you guys voted on our topic today, which if, you, uh, if you're a Patreon subs- uh, subscriber, you already know, uh, is going to be Super Mario Brothers Super Show Episode 1 featuring television's Nicole Eggert. Yay. She's an Eggert suit. <laughs> She's an Eggert suit? She's wearing some sort of Eggert suit. Oh my god. She was wearing a suit. Yes. And by suit I mean regular clothes. You know, pants and a t-shirt. She was going to a party. Yeah. She was yeah, apparently going to a party. So why don't we just like start to jump right in and unpack the relative insanity that was Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Yeah. Um, just go ahead and take your arms from side to side and... Uh... Come on, everyone! It's time to do the Mario. Yeah. Uh, Take one step. The, now, again. I gotta say, the theme song and do the Mario are probably the two strongest parts of the show. They're the yeah. things that I like the most. Like they have a dance. Um, the dance isn't good, uh, but it has its own charm from the time. And it's meant for kids to do. Yeah, it's like it's kids be... can put their arms in fists and swing their arms around. Yeah, and they're going to. Yeah, and I'm sure they did when this show came out. I was not old enough to watch this show when it premiered. Yeah, I remember catching some reruns, but when I was a kid at the time, um, Sonic the Hedgehog, Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog was like the jam on TV for this style of show. And I will say, this show seems very much in the style of, or Sonic Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog seems very much in the style of this show. Yeah. Um, it's kind of wacky and zany. It's got a Looney Tunes sort of feeling, you know, where like... Uh, there's a, a bad guy trying to chase down the good guys and they get into hijinks and drop anvils on, on each other and do all kinds of crazy shit that wouldn't actually be possible. Yeah. But there's the added element, I think, of plumbing paraphernalia and Italian racism <laughs> that really makes this show... Stereotyping, yeah. Uh, what I would call a spicy meatball. Yeah. Just yeah. to... Just... A lot of pasta it jokes. Run, it runs on pasta power. It does. This show runs entirely on pasta power. It carbs up and then it gets on TV and uh, hulks out. And yeah. it's, it's great. Um, so uh, just to give a little background, uh, the Super Mario Brothers show, uh, Super Show uh, premiered on September 4th, 1989. Um, and the funny thing is, is that this was part of a huge marketing campaign for the NES so, like, the release was very structured, right? Yeah. So, you would, at, in the same episode, you would have a preview for another episode of another Nintendo cartoon, and they had like, this all very, very carefully planned out. Um, and the, the show has two sort of shows going on. Yeah. Right? It's like two things. There's like a, would you call it maybe like a Mario sitcom? Yeah. There's like a, it's a, there's a live action, there's a cartoon, I guess. Right. And those two run... Uh, the the live action is at the beginning and end. Yeah, it seems like the, and the cartoons in the middle. The live action there is just for it's just antics. It's just slapstick. Yeah, there's really nothing to with. There's like some sort of loose plot line with it, but I think it's just there to catch your attention, maybe because it's right. something different. Not uh, a lot of cartoons were doing that at the time, maybe. Yeah, and I I don't know maybe maybe like it got more structured as they went on. Um, maybe the live action segments got better. But how would you rate the live action segment in the context of this show? Like how 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 good was it to you? Like I said, it was it was it just seemed like a like an SNL skit. Yeah, it, it didn't feel like. Well, I don't know if I would give it that high praise. I mean, I mean, like not exactly as good as one, but it was the same thing where it's like, 
oh, right. here's here's the premise, and then right. it plays out in a goofy way. Right, yeah. And, it, and like you said, it is mostly slapstick. Yeah. And, and often slapstick that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and it, it's like, it's just like, whoops, humor. Yeah, like, whoopsie, I did a, I did a bad. I made a mess. Oh, no, well, I'm Mario a... made a mess. Oh, oh. <laughs> Yeah. There was a lot of that going on. A lot of, uh-oh, uh, happening. And, you know, it have, I have the first season. I don't know if it's the first season or the complete series. I don't know. How many episodes was in it? Uh, I'm not sure. I think you just have the first season. Because there were, I think there was more than one season. Uh, I guess we can look that up. Yeah, Mr. Mr. Crucial Stats. Mr. Vital Stats. Vital uh, Stats. Vital Stats. <laughs> Totally stole that from Continue yeah, Cast. Um, Absolutely. But this is, you know, this is just a patron exclusive. So yeah, that's true. Who cares if we plagiarize? We're not plagiarizing. We're mo- we're not mocking either. We, we're no. paraphrasing because we didn't do it the exact same way they did. Yeah, we, we just <laughs> stole the idea. So, um, uh, the Super Mario Brothers <clears throat> Super Show, uh, do you have any memories of it from uh, back in the day? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, thinking back... On the Super Show, like, watching the entire thing. Because I remember I remember it. more of the cartoon than I do the live sections. Oh, yeah, definitely. speaks that, like, okay, the live sections were just, were just there to do something different. And to right. vary it up and maybe to make it more, I don't know, relatable to adults? I don't really, I don't know. Was yeah. it their attempt to try to make it more interesting to trick people into thinking it's going to be a different show? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um... It seemed like they were trying to bank maybe on... Because video games were not a super known quantity in the uh, in this time, right? No. Um, you had... I mean, this was, you know, 1989. Um, at this point, the NES is, is pretty well into its stride. Uh, a lot of kids know it's it. blossoming. Right. But a lot of kids know it, but I bet a lot of executives who are making cartoons based on this, this stuff are like... We gotta get something that's gonna draw people in. Who's gonna watch a show about an Italian plumber unless we have that star power? Uh, And not the star power from the game, uh, but literal star power. Yes. Um, So they brought in, first of all, Captain Lou Albano. Yes. Who is a wrestler, apparently. Yeah. I don't know. Was he super famous? I don't think so. That's what I'm saying about, like, they're doing the live age to try to bring in other audiences to broaden it. Because I'm sure. Older people knew who Lil Albano was. Yeah. It's it's very... Maybe maybe older people did know about Lou Albano. Uh, maybe that widened the the audience. I don't know who Luigi was. He just seemed like an old man with a fake mustache on. Yeah. He was a pretty cool guy, though. Yes. Um, uh, Danny Wells, it appears. Hmm. Danny Wells. Whoever Danny Wells is, uh, you know... God loves you. Good job, Luigi. Good job, Luigi. He's a, a voice actor. Yeah. Uh, he's very much a, a TV person. Uh, yeah. So maybe a little bit more uh, of sort of a, a background person that you would know the voice if you had heard him in a lot of uh, other cartoons. So there was only one season. Yeah. 52 episodes. Yeah, I don't think I have all of them. Um, lots, A lot of episodes for one yeah. season, though. Uh, but this did come back, um, and you know, it only aired from September 4th to December 1st, 1989. They played that many, it it played a lot. No kidding. So this must have been like a very concerted marketing campaign type of thing. No kidding. I bet it's the same with Zelda. Well, if you notice a lot of the sounds and and assets and stuff like that, they use from Mario 2. So maybe, maybe they're really trying to push that game out. Right. Whenever that show came out. Maybe. Yeah, it seems very much like they were trying to sell the game. Because if you look at the Zelda series, it also mm-hmm. doesn't last very long. Yeah. I promise you it came out about the same time as Adventures of Link, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and I bet Captain in the Game Master, right? Yeah. Also probably trying to push several games. Uh, maybe increase the profile of Nintendo. But this seems very calculated, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, not something that was meant to be like a long-running cartoon, but 52 goddamn episodes. They must have had some money to waste on Lou Albano. I guess so. I mean, they were they were NES was just like you know they're selling gangbusters. I mean, they were, yeah. yeah, they were they were doing great back then. Yeah, definitely. Money to burn. Yeah, that's true. Um, so the second I think star power thing that they do in this first segment um, has to be 
TV's Nicole Eggert. Yeah, they do that a lot in the other episodes. They'll bring in like like a TV, a TV star. Yeah, that's why I'm saying it's very SNL skit because I right. have guest stars that come on. Right. There. So Nicole Eggert uh, was in Charles in Charge. Yeah. Um, and she's been in various other things, uh, but at the time she was doing Charles in Charge uh, with Scott Bio. And for the show, uh-huh. she was inside their uh, medicine cabinet. Yeah. What the. F- I don't know. That was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. So, so if you haven't seen this episode, hopefully you have if you're listening to this with us. Um, Nicole Eggert just is inside their medicine cabinet? Yeah, inspecting their toothpaste. Yeah, she says, the, the, uh, your toothpaste has passed its expiration Does date. Does it expire, though? I don't know. I've it's never heard weird. of toothpaste expiring. I've heard of toothpaste getting hard and gross eventually. Yeah, get crusty. Getting a little crusty. Yeah. Getting a little crusty. Um yeah. But I haven't ever heard of it like having a, a specific expiration Plus, date. For your uh, for your toothpaste to expire, you would have gone a very long time without, without brushing, brushing your teeth. teeth. Yeah, I feel like you use up way more toothpaste in a day to day basis than you actually uh, not necessarily need to, but you use up more than it would take to. Uh, basically get to the expiration date yeah you, you know what i mean you're yeah. using it at a rate that's quicker than your toothpaste is expiring yeah i mean i'm sure there's at least a million tubes out there that are just yeah know, and i know switch to the end they're about oh like, totally a tenth of the size they used to be yeah i wait People, yeah. i wait forever to buy new toothpaste because yeah, you get every last little micro drop yeah i don't want to go to the store that's right i don't want to be in public that i don't want to talk to people, people. Yeah. yeah screw that yeah socialize Ugh. make my toothpaste Ugh. as hard to get to as possible could you imagine like talking to another person i can't even imagine i know right it's, it's so just, weird especially for like a podcast what if you like recorded it yeah. yeah i know that'd be really weird what a f- that's strange. I'm Who does that? We're getting uncomfortable. Let's change the subject. Um, so okay. they start off in, inside uh, Mario Brothers Plumbing. Yeah. Uh, their actual uh, plumbing shop. So they, they recently debunked the fact that he was even a plumber. Yeah. Uh, no, he was he was a plumber at one point. Oh, okay. And then they came back and said, no, he's still a plumber. He's an explorer. Yeah. Let's call him that. He's yeah. a philanthropist. Philanthropist. <laughs> he gives a lot of money to other people. Yeah, he does. Do you see how many coins he gets? That's hush money, dude. You see how many coins he has? Yeah, yeah. I saw New Super Mario Brothers two for the DS. You don't just uh, you don't just get a spaceship that goes to wherever you want to go. You have to yeah. pay for that shit. You can't make a million coins without getting a few enemies. That's right. Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're remaking Heat, but instead it's going to be with. Uh, with Mario, they're doing a remake of Heat. No, I'm making that up. Oh, okay. Then there, because like you I know, thought you were serious because you were talking about Heat earlier. Al Pacino is going to come after in Mario. I think yeah, because he, yeah. he's really good at having all his coins. Absolutely, stealing all his coins. Yep. You can't, you can't get all those coins. And I could see, I could see. Uh, why do I want to say Da Vinci? God damn it! What is the name of the actor? What? De Niro. I could see De Niro as Mario. De Niro. Oh, yeah. I could, too. Yeah. Or, uh... Not as good as Bob Hoskins. Yeah. Uh, but, but good. What about, um... Dan DeVito? Oh, yeah. He made it into a podcast again. Oh, he did. He's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Dan DeVito! He's our, he's our de facto uh, uh, mascot. For my Magnum podcast. <laughs> I dropped this condom for my Magnum dong. <laughs> Um, so, if you don't recognize that, that's from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Um, so they're clean, uh, Mario's cleaning up his face, uh, in the mirror, and there's kind of a moral, neatness counts! Um, and then they start insulting each other for not being neat. Yeah, and then the entire live action section, of course, is gonna be about what? Being dirty as hell. Yes. The opposite. Absolutely yes. the opposite. And, uh, so... You can already, you can already tell. You know that's gonna go that direction. Yeah. Because they're goofy. They're silly, they're silly boys. Yeah. Um, so Nicole Eggert comes into the room, um, out of, not, she doesn't like crawl through the medicine cabinet. She just comes into the door. I, I'd be very uncomfortable with that. It's just like. It'd be kind of like the ring. She's knocking over all their shit while she's coming in. <laughs> I'm watching you poop. I'm Nicole, I'm TV's Nicole Eggert. Um, so they. I'm they, wearing an Eggert suit. They let Eggert in. Um, and she's like, I'm on my way to a party. Can you fix my kitchen sink? Um, which was magically there, by the way. Yeah, well, it, no, they were showing her a demonstration of how they would fix the oh. kitchen sink. 
So she's like, can you fix my kitchen sink? And he's like, we'll give you a demonstration. It'll be great. And she's like, I don't, I don't have a lot of time. I got, I gotta go. I'm going to party. And uh, he's like, no, it'll be quick. And so they start, they go to a, a sink that they have hooked up it's in the middle sink. of the room. Big ass sink. Huge. Sink. Just for this purpose. Very dirty. To demonstrate it. Neatness counts, but yes. apparently not. Um, so they start, you know, demonstrating on it. Luigi starts wrenching, you know, using a, um, the standard cartoon tool of a ratchet. Yeah. Or a wrench that makes ratchet <laughs> noises. Yeah. Right? And, um, then Mario appears to be trying to, like... Cast a spell? Or, yeah, I, I thought at first he was going to try and distract her and talk to her and give her a spiel, like... He, he looks like he's just about... He's, like, just on the edge of talking for a good ten seconds. He looks like he's... He's, like... You've seen... you ever been in one of those situations where you, you, you see a friend, but you don't know if you're quite to that hugging level yet? And you're like, uh, should I go in for a hug? Should I go a handshake? Yeah, he doesn't know what to do. Yeah, he, know, he just kind of panics. And he yeah. just kind of stands there for about 15 seconds making hand gestures. Yeah, over her. Like, he's trying to exercise a demon at a Baptist revival. Or something. Maybe he's hand signaling her. And he looks very, he looks very uncomfortable the whole time. Very, almost sad. Luigi is a registered sex offender. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> so, he's making hand signals the whole time. He looks like he's, like, constantly on the edge of saying something or uh, casting the demons out of Nicole Eggert. Um, and then the sink shoots, like, dirty water all over her. Yeah. And she's all wet. And then, hard cut. To a commercial. Yep. Like, hard cut. And then they have these interstitials, which, like, I want to know your opinion. What are the, what's your opinion on the little, like, uh, bumpers that go into the commercials and, and bring you out of the commercials in this show? Um, I mean, they're fine, I guess. I don't know. They seemed really weird and rushed to me. Well, probably, because they have to fit it in, like, a one-second section. And I know. something witty. But the way they said it was almost like they made it up on the spot and were, like, running to the microphone to get there. And he's like, it'd be, if you come back, it'd be real neat. I'm going to put my set, though. Customer's always wet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I barely heard it the set, the, on the second one because it was so fast. Here's a quick one-liner. Yeah, they're really quick, but they're also not like... It doesn't seem like they were practiced. It seems yeah. like they got their first take and just went with it. You yeah. know? It was not... There's no confidence behind them. Uh, so I found that very strange. Uh, so after that, they went into the cartoon portion. Yeah. Which I think is the stronger part. I yeah. agree with you. Um, it's definitely the um, the stronger uh, part of the show. Um, so what's... Lewis, tell me, the, what's the plot of, of this episode? Well, it starts out there in a, in a snowy wasteland, and they just saved Princess from Koopa, mm -hmm. uh, who set up a residence, a nice winter home mm -hmm. in, in Winterland. And they're moving him, moving her somewhere, they don't really say, and then there's like some crack addled Birdo flying around hitting in the pillars and stuff. And then uh, an old granny one with, what may I say? Granny Birdo. Granny Birdo, who I might I say, mad I add, is quite moist. Has the uh, wettest mouth I've ever seen on a cartoon. Picks up toad that sounds very gross and that's because it was yeah and i, I want to convey to you guys how disgusted i was the entire episode with how wet yeah it was pretty in the const sounds? constantly covered with spittle like that literally it was it was very let's just say when she was because she captures toad and takes her to the top of the mountain and starts kissing him and if you were close your eyes you'd think oh. there's definitely a sex scene happening <laughs> Oh my god, please stop. <laughs> I am not your kid! <laughs> what kind of bullshit is going on? Oh, and you open your eyes and realize it's a cartoon. Yeah, and, and so Birdo, uh, who can fly, apparently. Yeah, I know. Which Birdo could never fly in the game. Now, that I can't believe. Birdo flying, I can't believe that. Now, if she just started ejecting eggs from her mouth, I had a problem with Totally that. believable. Yeah, believable. I also thought it was funny that the setting, you know, the animation was okay. It's, you know, it's the 80s. It's very 80s. Um, it's very cartoony. It's appropriate for its time and place. No. I don't think I don't have any problem with the animation. It's not my favorite, but I, I don't think it's bad. No. It, it, the best I could say is it's about average and it's as inoffensive as it can get yeah. uh, for that time. Um, and what, I, what kind of bothered me was the location 
right? There's ice levels in Mario 2. Yeah. I get that. But the first thing they start off with is not really an iconic Mario location. Yeah. Right? It's not the Mushroom Kingdom. It's not uh, Big Small World. Well, that's that's in uh, Mario 3, which may not have been out at the time. No. Um, it's not anything to me that feels like, oh yeah, this is Mario. Yeah. Right? This is definitely Mario. Like they could have gone with like a green setting and maybe added like a Goomba or something. Right. It could have looked like a Mario world. But instead they went with uh, some very interesting enemies from Mario yeah. 2. They seem to use purely Mario 2 stuff. They did seem to use Mario 2 enemies. And there is an ice level, I think, in Mario 2. And they used... But uh, it didn't It didn't feel iconic to me. No. I guess. And it's because Mario 2 isn't really Mario 2. Yeah, it's not really a Mario. It's uh, Doki Doki Panic. Yeah, everybody knows that. Yeah, I know. Uh, somebody might know thanks that. Thanks for the f- pack. Some up. Patreon could be oh my god. I, didn't I can't that. believe Mario 2 was a real Mario game. Oh my god. <laughs> so, Birdo Bird they turn into a f***ing ghost. Uh, I guess uh, Mario 2, like the first enemy you see is Birdo, right? Is it? Um, in the, That's in the, the first like actual like do 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 no in the game sorry in the show in the show yeah yeah in the game the I think the first enemy you see is a um it's one of those little bird guys oh those yeah little, yeah little chicken boys that that's yeah. that doesn't tell me what the, the animal's name is I've just got the I'm just playing it in my head um, oh, there you go I jumped I died damn it man I'm not sure oh, what they're called. That's yeah. I'm playing some music while you find it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I thought you were just gonna say things and you know keep keep the conversation going. But... Oh my god. Uh, so you see some enemies that are clearly from Mario Two though. Yeah. Right, like the little bird that you stand on and it, it transports you. Yeah, that's uh... in there. Albatross. Albatross. That can't be right. That doesn't sound right to me. That's what Toad called it. Or yeah, but I thought they were just peach. making a pun. You know, peach because they were albatrossing bombs. Ha ha! This ha ha! This is a funny. That's what they, oh, she called him that. Funny, funny joke. Uh, I again, like, why is she in her winter home? Like, what's the fucking reason all of them are here? Like, I get it, they, but it's it's silly. They saved her from Bowser. Right. In that place, and they were taking her back. Which doesn't make... It's the first episode of a show, right? Yeah. Start off with something that is like seems like a first episode. Yeah, I know. It bothered me. It was like... It and felt like... Did I miss an episode? Plumber's Log first episode. Yeah. We are out in the middle of somewhere doing something somehow. Right. Yeah. Like, f- at least introduce things a little bit more clearly. It's almost like, oh, we want to bring in a bigger audience, but also we're expecting kids to know who the f- Maybe there's like a pilot episode that explains everything that we don't know about. Maybe, yeah. Uh, if you yeah. have the uh, secret pilot to Super Mario Brothers Super Show, send it to P.O. Box, I don't have one, uh, dot com. Slash hashtag at, no fatties. At gmail.com. <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so moving on from that, um, I don't know. Something I really appreciated about the show was that the music and sound effects were authentic to the game. Yeah. Uh, I feel like a lot of shows that are adaptations of things don't use the music a lot. No. Or the music isn't good. This was like, oh, this is from the game. They clearly used stuff from the game. Um, uh, You know, that was always something that bothered me about the Sonic the Hedgehog show, right? Uh, Both Sadam and Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog especially. The music isn't from the games. Yeah. There's one bit of music in the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog that is from the games. It's the part where they go da 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 Yeah. But it's that one musical hit, and for the rest of it, it's all original. Yeah. When I was a kid, I hated that because I'm like, I like the video game music. I want to hear the music from my video game. I want to hear the blip. Yeah. But for real, I would have liked for them to have used. Game sounds, and yeah. I appreciated that in this cartoon, like, it's like, oh, you played the games at least. Yeah, they carried that over with, like, Zelda and stuff like that. They, yeah, for Nintendo sure. did a good job. Yeah. Keeping it authentic. I, I, as much as I rag on these shows, like, for the time, and when I was a kid, they were f***ing good. Yeah. Uh, when I saw the Zelda show for the first time as a kid, I was like, oh my god, it's f***ing Zelda! 
You yeah. know, you watch it as an adult, like, uh, excuse me, Nintendo. This show kind of sucks. Yeah, they're not, like, great now. They don't really hold up. Um, Super Mario Superstar, I think, is a little bit better than Zelda, in my opinion. I think so, too, but that's because Mario can get away with being whimsical in yeah. a different way than Zelda, that Zelda really can't. Yeah. Well, the, the, the Legend of Zelda show tries to be, like, sarcastic yeah. and, like... Huh, we're in a fantasy world. How dumb is that shit? I'm a hedgehog. Nerds. <laughs> you know? He's trying, to be, he's trying to be Sonic. It's too cool for its own own <laughs> yeah. good, you know? It's trying to be too cool for its own good. Yeah. Whereas Mario's like, we're f- plumbers, you know? And it, it doesn't <laughs> it doesn't try too hard to be uh, cool. Yeah. Right? Which was definitely a weird choice for the Zelda cartoon. Um. So, moving on. Uh, what else happens in this in this beautiful episode of television? Ooh. Uh, well, whilst attempting to scale the mountain to get Toad back after mm-hmm. hearing the, the gross spittle out of just spittly uh, grandma, mm-hmm. uh, the Koopa, Koopa guy, Koopa, King Koopa, finds out Mario and his stolen bride, mm-hmm. Princess, is uh, trying to get Toad back, and they're in the snowy region. They're like, oh my gosh, we should go get him. And right. they're like, Wow. And then the little white blob dudes, because I have no idea what those are, mm-hmm. started telling them, like, hey, we found them there and there. They're in the Snow Kingdom. We got to alert the troops. Like, oh, yeah, thanks. And like, oh, you're so great, King Koopa. And he's like, hey, there's no foot lucky. If I want my feet licked, I'll ask you to lick my feet. Lick my feet. <laughs> like, for the next 15 <laughs> seconds, or just start licking his feet, and there's like just it's splashing everywhere. He's doing a phone call, a getting variant. spit all over him. He, yeah, he, takes, he takes a phone call, like, orders. Pizza. It's just really weird. No, yeah. he tells the albatrosses to attack. Yes. He's like, I'm calling in an air raid whilst my feet are being filleted. And the entire time, there is just this... Yeah, you can just see just these little white guys just running there. Big tongues up and down his monstrous gross foot. It's disgusting. Yeah, and there's like spittle just flying everywhere. This is why... It's moist. This is why Quentin Tarantino has a foot fetish. Yeah, exactly. He grew up watching this. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And he's like, oh my god, I'll feet now. Mm. <laughs> mm, oh my Thurman. Mm. I love feet and I'm going to go on BET and, and do a, an, a, an accent around bl- black people. <laughs> yeah. Because I have no idea how to talk to humans. No kidding. And then I played my own part in Pulp Fiction and that was just awkward. Was he in Pulp Fiction? Oh yeah, he was... I want to be able to say is the N-word a, as much as possible. Is there a sign on my garage that says... Don't. <laughs> don't. I'm not going to. I'm not going to. But, goddamn, that clearly was just an excuse for Quentin Tarantino to say the N-word yeah. as much as possible. If it's in a movie, it's not offensive. Yeah, I'm playing a character who says the N-word. Except that's not how Quentin Tarantino would say it. No. Um. Okay, so moving on. I think the, the plot of the cartoon is surprisingly simple. Yeah. Toad gets kidnapped by Birdo. Save Toad. They gotta get him back and save him. And also, Koopa's there. They're scaling K1, T2. And, and, you know, I mean, it really is true. Also, Koopa is there is a very good description of what happens. Yeah, also, he's Koopa not really involved. He's just there. To he's be... just there to give them a impediment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, the Albatosses come in and throw bombs. They hit them with realistic baseball bat noises yeah. with their bare hands. Oh, yeah. Or gloved hands. I mean, yeah, and they and they hit the birds. Yep. And this uh, ruckus causes a huge avalanche. Well, they they that was the albatrosses up there that tossed it in front of them, so they right. couldn't bat them away. Right. And then which causes the huge avalanche? Yeah, and flushes them into a little a building. I thought they were in a cave. No, not a building. <clears throat> they opened a door to get into it. They opened. It's still a cave. It's clearly a cave. Someone installed a door on a cave? There's a flower growing inside. It's a goddamn cave. It's an abandoned building. With a cave in it. I guess so, but there was obviously a door. It is extremely cave-like. I mean, it's a door just like the one in Super Nintendo Mario 2, so that's right. probably... It's a cave. Yeah. It's, it's just... a cave with a door because that's how Mario works. That's not how real life works and the cartoon makes no sense. Right. But that's how it's a f***ing cave. Yeah. Um, so they go into a cave that has a door on it. It's a cave house. Let's yeah. let's compromise. Okay? I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight, man. It's a cave house. Cave building. Cave building. Okay. So they go into a cave building. They go into a building cave. And there's a f***ing fire flower in there. And, okay, so, like, again, going back to the fact that this is the first episode, right? What happens next? What um, does Peach do? Peach is like, hey, 
You could, if you touch that fire flower, it will make you into a Super Mario. And power you up. Power you up. What I thought was so funny about that is that she is answering a question. I think Mario sees the flower or she points out the flower and he's like, can I eat it? Yeah, he's like, I I, I can eat anything right now. I could eat a little horse's butthole. You're not supposed to eat it, stupid idiot. Yeah. Touch the flower and get Super Mario powers. And it feels like they never saw a fire flower before. No. But then Mario knows exactly how to use it. Yeah, he's like, oh, Luigi helps him out because, you know, Luigi can't get it. Right. Super Mario. Even though he has the best jump. He does. Of all the characters. They they established this earlier. Yeah. During the little jumping the gap scene. Right. They say pasta power and jump over because, you know, pasta. Every time they say pasta power. Carb power. I want to, like, car, I want to, like, dig my brains out. Pasta power? Yeah. Pasta power? Not you. Oh. Every time they do it in the show, though, it's just so it is. Luigi knows better. That's why he didn't say it in jumps. He's like, right. fools. He didn't say pasta power, so he didn't jump far. Yeah. But funny enough that they're advertising Mario 2, and Luigi has the worst jump of all of them. It's the best jump. It's yeah. the tallest jump. He's got the largest jump arc. What I'm saying is is he could have made it fine, but he he almost doesn't. Yeah. And, yeah, I don't know what, because he didn't say pasta power. Let's be honest. Toad right. gets all the bitches, so he would have easily got over that. Yes. Yeah. Um, anyway, so they go up there and get the, they get the fire flower and he's like, uh, he says something to the effect of, wow, it's been a while since I felt this good or something like that. He, he loses the fact that he's gotten one before. Even so, though he just acted like he yeah. didn't recognize it. I don't think he looked at it before he said, can I eat it? Well, Peach also explains it to him as if he's never eaten one before. Yeah. Or used one before. Yeah. So, the whole chronology here is very weird. Yeah. Right? It doesn't make much sense. The so, two Triforces. Yeah, the two Triforces in, in the Zelda cartoon, which, that's great. Yeah. Um, so, they're standing there. Mario jumps up with some pasta power because he is Italian. And he has to make references to pasta all the time. Uh, he touches the fire flower and then melts a very convenient hole mm-hmm. out of the uh, impacted snow. Around the cave building. Yeah, in the cave building. Yeah. Um, so they get out, uh, Toad is conveniently dropped at their feet. Yeah. Well, that was after, yeah, they, they found the Birdo's actual kid because mm-hmm. the old lady took Toad thinking that it was his kid, thinking it was her kid, and then found out after she dropped him, yeah. and then they found her kid and then took it to, yeah. Yeah, so her, her actual kid was encased in a block of ice. Yep. Um, a I very, very well-cut, like, square... Cubic, cubic block of ice. Well, there's no round corners in 8-bit games. That's true. Yeah. Um, uh, what is his name? Cheap <laughs> uh, uh, Cheap? Toad floats down from the sky yeah. using his hat. Yeah, you can see his big bald head. Which is gross. A little weird. Um, and then, okay, this, this kind of bothered me. Maybe I misheard it. But the Birdo, whose name is Cheap Cheap, they're sitting there after they got out of the out of the cave. This is before Toad floats down. And the Cheep Cheep in the block of ice makes this noise. Even though also Cheep Cheep is the name of another Mario It's villain. also not its name. I just made that up. No, it's its name is Cheep Cheep. Is it? Yeah. I, I think it is. It's like Cheepers or Cheepy. Something like that. Yeah, it's it's got Cheep in the name. Yeah. So it goes... Wah, wah. And then Mario says... Who, you calling me cheap? I thought he said cheap cheap. I didn't hear cheap cheap. I don't know. I heard a, a generic bird noise. I'll pay $300 for that lasagna pizza. Oh yeah, he goes, he goes, I'm so hungry, I could eat, I would pay $300 for a pepperoni cheesecake. Oh yeah. Because he's so f***ing Italian. Yeah, that just sounds disgusting. It does sound gross. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's why it's such a, like, it, it makes so much sense. Is because, like, he'd pay $300 to eat something disgusting. Oh, yeah, maybe that's it. Right? Doesn't sound like it, though. No. Um, so, uh, Cheapers, uh, Cheapy Boy, Cheapston um, Jones, Cheapston Jones, that was his real name. Birdie Birdkins. Uh, Birdie Birdkins. Uh, so, Cheapston Jones uh, gets melted out of the thing, Toad floats down, and then they uh, take him back. They yep. take the baby back to his mom. Baby back, baby back. Toad has a moment being, like, real sad about it. Yeah. He's like, I'm not going back there. And then the, the bird cries. And he's like, okay, fine. Maybe she'll leave me alone. 
Yeah. And uh, then... Oh, no, wait. He doesn't float down with his hat until much later, right? Well, no. She she takes him on to practice flying after they find the baby. They mm-hmm. start working their way up there. And Koopa's like, I'm going to leave the next attack myself. Gets mm-hmm. in his Kawasaki snowmobile. Starts climbing the mountain. Like, I'm going to get this. I'm going to get this thing towed. All my appetite. We're gonna I hate Italians. And then, like, as they're about to get to him... The old lady comes up, oh, the old old lady Birdo, Slobber, Slobber Town, yeah. comes down and starts attacking them with turnips. Spit still all on her mouth. Yeah. Turn well, she's carrying time. she's carrying the Mario team, yeah, and they're dropping and, shit. And they're dropping shit. Yeah, dropping turnips. Yeah. And then the end. Yeah, basically. It was really, really simplistic, despite seeming kind yeah. of complicated. Koopa, Koopa, Koopa makes a U-turn. Yeah. It's Kawasaki 220 going 180 mile an hour down the mountain. He come back down. He's like, I'm coming. I'm going to be back. And that was it. <laughs> and then they went back to the live action section where things got a lot dirtier. <laughs> Which, speaking of, the whole setup looks like a very old, like, it looks like the beginning of a very old porn. It is because there's a bunch of chairs with pastries on it. Yes. Maybe, Which is maybe, what maybe happens in symbolic. porn. symbolic. That's what happens in porn is pastries on chairs. Because her feet are cake and her pot his her ass is well, just pie. We'll we'll get to that. What what yeah. happens in uh when we get back to the live action section? Well, they're like, We gotta clean her off. Go go stand in front of the furnace. That'll that'll dry you off. And well the doesn't furnace... doesn't she like try to like sit on a cake at first? Like they yeah. give you a little face. Yeah, she out. tries to sit down and say, like, Oh no, 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 don't sit there because there's a cake in the chair, you know. But he doesn't say <laughs> there's a cake in the chair. He no. says, Don't don't sit there. Maybe that's, those, my, maybe that's my cake chair. This, this is my cake chair, you dumb bitch. Yeah, what the f***? Sit next to the furnace. You just go sit in someone's cake chair whenever you feel like it? That's where I put my ass. That took me a long time. That's to where I get cake, my, swamp ass. My blood, my blood and sweat bought that cake. Don't be putting your asses on it. Uh, and then the furnace uh, queefs on her. Oh my god. A bunch of dirt comes along. Why did you have to describe it like that? The furnace definitely... Comes alive. Comes alive. And stop it. It, it, it becomes alive and, and basically vomits soot yeah. all over TV's Nicole Eggert. Yeah, poor Nicole Eggert. Which it's just steam and then they cut to like a shot that they apparently could not match the position of the tripod. No. And she is suddenly covered in soot. Yeah. Um, Because they definitely did a cut and it was definitely not the same angle. It was trying to be the same angle but it wasn't. So they didn't do a very good job cutting that together. Uh, four out of ten editing yeah, skills, guys. Come on. Shame, shame. Um, shame, I shame. Time, I know your name. I thought Italians were good at filming. Yeah. Wow. They're probably too busy eating spaghetti. Wow. Wow. <laughs> That's what the show makes us believe. <laughs> Kyle's only racist against Italians because of this show. Yeah. It I taught know. him. It ruined me. It taught him racism. I can't racism go to an restaurant now. Racism is... You're not born racist. You learn it. Yeah. And we learned a it from Mario. A racist mind is a racist kind. Okay. So, <laughs> that uh, rhymed, I guess. That was a John Tron quote. Oh, really? <laughs> you take that to bed with you, muffin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it tells that to Jock, anyway. Uh, I digress. So, um, uh, she almost sits in the, in the cake, but yeah. gets soot in her face instead. Where does, what, he, where does he put the cake? He moves the cake from the chair to where? To the floor. To the floor. Why? I have no idea. What the fuck was that shit? I don't know. Anyway, so she gets off the furnace and, of course, steps in it. And now she's, like, walking as if there was a nail in it. Because she's like, Ugh, Oh, there's so much cake on my shoes. So much cake. And then she goes and sits down She's a consummate professional. And he's like, No, no, don't sit. That's my pie chair, you bitch. <laughs> you sat right in my pie. And then gratuitous ass shot. Yeah, gratuitous bloody ass shot. Of her with cherry pie all over her butt. Yeah. It's weird. Like, it's a little uncomfortable. I mean, it could have been worse. Yeah. Well, she was wearing overalls and it was the 80s. Yeah, there were loose pants. It wasn't like... like, Yeah, it wasn't like sexual, but it it looked like it could have been. Kids back then were like, oh, she sat in the pie! Right. I'm a British kid. Maybe we're just... Maybe just we're too warped. Probably. Uh, Yeah, that's... Yeah, no. Yeah, probably. Definitely. Um, So, she sits in the pie and... And they're like, oh, no, oh, no. And they have another commercial break. Yeah. Well, no, they don't. 
They don't? No. She, oh, well, they, she ends up wandering over to the edge. I just don't know. It, it, <clears> I, no, I, I apparently, I wasn't here for the show when we were watching it. No, I mean, there's just certain parts. Like, okay. I, I get, like, details mixed up. This is why you are the description of what happened, man. Yeah. And I'm the... Uh, I'm, oh, I can't believe she said the pie. I'm so, going to make a funny joke about it. got a bloody butt. She's got a bloody ass. <laughs> But you're you're the recap man. I'm bloody ass man. All right, that's fine. Okay, so uh, anyway, so okay, that's how I want you to know me. Now I don't know if anybody's has been to Brooklyn in the 1989s, mm-hmm. but um, I'm sure people were in Brooklyn. A lot of stores, yeah, are for no reason in the corner. There's always one of these inconveniently placed just garbage chutes. <laughs> this was the most ridiculous part of the show. I totally so, forgot. Nicole walks over there. Uh huh. And it's like, okay, I'm going to stand in the spot. Seems safe, right? Yeah. Boom, garbage. Yeah, just like just garbage out of the up. out of the chute. There's just a tube up there, specifically put up there to put tube garbage, of garbage. Not into a trash can, just in the store. Not outside, just in the middle of their plumbing shop. Just in the middle of the shop. Now, I, you're right, though. That is how Brooklyn was in 1989. <laughs> I mean, that, back in the 1989s. That they, they hadn't figured out how garbage worked yet, so instead no. of like putting it into cans... And then in lugging it out to a landfill or putting it like directly into the nostril of, of uh, uh, a sea turtle, yeah. which is how I like to do it. Yeah. Uh, I just like to force feed sea life my my garbage. That's right. Because they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Because I hate the environment. <laughs> I was just looking really intensely at Kyle for that whole, whole thing. Uh, you guys didn't get that benefit, but uh, it was pretty creepy. Um, so, what the fuck? What the fuck was up with that? It, it's like we just need her to I be dirty out the again. System. We don't her. have like this thing called the garbage can that she can maybe trip into because I don't know. She's all disoriented from being blasted with different forms of disgusting I mean, in, in, stepping, in that house. I mean, nothing disorients me more than stepping in a cake. Well, she stepped in a cake. She got soot in her eyes. Yeah. She's got pie in her ass. And now she's got garbage all over her. She, but it's okay, because it's a dirty party. Yeah, no, she was going to, uh, what was it called? Just, Specifically a dirty party? It was a unclean... A me- uh, maybe it was a messy party, messy I think. Messy party, yes, yeah. it was. And then uh, no, they, sorry. It, it, she used the word specifically a sloppy party. Sloppy party. Ew. Ew. What? Why'd they use the word sloppy? No I'm kidding. I, maybe we just make everything too sad. Maybe it's maybe they're gonna have sloppy joes. Maybe we're misinterpreting. Yeah, we're misinterpreting it. And she's but, gonna get there and feel like a complete doofus. Very conveniently, she's like, "Oh, now I don't have to go get a costume." And Mario is eating the cake that she stepped in. Oh yeah. He's like, mm, those feet. Oh my god. Quentin's like, yes. Too much feet stuff in this episode. <laughs> Quentin's like, yes, eat the cake. He's eating the cake eat and he's like, cake. oh, in that case. And then Luigi and Mario both pick up huge hunks of cake. She does too. And she, she does. And she's like, she just plants them on her chest. <laughs> she does. She, she does. She just plants them right on her chest. You're right. You're right. It was very strange. And then and they're just rubbing her down with cake. Yeah. This is a flash forward to Baywatch. Yeah. Because she's in Baywatch later. Yeah. Uh, it, it's a whole thing. Um, it's so weird. I don't know. And that's the end of the episode. Yep. Um, God. I don't know if there's anything left to say about this show. It's, it's, it's so bizarre and yet so simple as to not really have a whole lot to talk about or dissect other than no. the fact that it's strange. It does what it's supposed to do. It's just a cartoon with a little bit of interesting weirdness. Yeah, it's like well constructed, but it's like... There's just moments of what the fuck. Yeah, I think it's just to be like, oh, ha, oh my god, you just said it pie. <laughs> oh, she oh, got. That's she, so silly. She got garbage on her. She's going to a sloppy party. That's so weird. Yeah, it's like moms would like this type yeah. of humor. They're like, I just think that Mario show is just so funny it's and so wholesome. It's charming, you know? I it's have very my... charming that she got covered in garbage. Yes. She's such a nice girl. It's so silly. So positively, so silly. positively silly. You know, my kid, I don't mind watching that show because you know if they, if they kind of watch the cartoon. I think the cartoon part is dumb, but I like watching the part where the young girl comes out of the medicine cabinet and gets covered in garbage. Well, that's pretty much what happens. <laughs> that's what I'm there for. Nicole's like, I'm gonna go stand in someone's medicine cabinet to let me in and cover me in garbage. <laughs> this is so weird. It is so weird. It's very weird when you just like take it out of context. Yeah. It's very weird in the in the moment of the show too. When we were watching it, 
I don't know about you, but I just kept having moments of like, what the f*** is happening? It is. I think it's just because you know it's it's very childish humor. Yeah, and it's something we don't quite. Well, it's not just childish humor. Like I can get down with childish humor, right? But there are moments where it's just like it's childish humor that doesn't make sense. They're living in a bizarre. The world. joke is that she's getting gross. And right, which could have been done in a way that wasn't so f-ing weird. It it was true. The pie, don't sit on I my cake chair. They could have done something a little bit more uh, logical. Right. Rather than having a cake and pie chair. Right. Just sitting. It was like, well, people like it when people get covered in pies. You know that show Double Dare? Let's put that in our sitcom. (laughs) Yeah. What the? Yeah, paisanos. Oh my god. Um. So, how would you rate this out of uh, out of five pie chairs? Out of five pie chairs? Yeah. Um. As it like, let's get two ratings. Uh, We'll do this like nostalgia goggles, right? How would you rate it as a kid? How do you rate it now? Okay, as a kid, mm-hmm. I probably would have given it a four. Yeah. But right now, I'd probably give it about a two, two and a half. What's your rationale there? Uh, well, because back then, um, I really liked Mario, mm-hmm. so seeing the cartoon of it would be pretty awesome. For sure. And I, as a kid, even back then, I'd, I'd like the, I have vague memories of the mm-hmm. of the live action Part, but yeah. most of the time I didn't pay attention to it. Right. So you're like, there for the cartoon. You're like, when are they going to start the I mean, cartoon? Yeah, part? you're basically sitting like, okay, whatever, you know, cartoon. Yeah. But watching it as an adult, you're just like, okay, this cartoon is a, this live action section. It's just kind of throwing me off. Right. You know, and I, now I definitely don't like it. So I'm just like, yeah, was, I, I like you. You guys, you're fine, but not right. very memorable. It's all very uh, non sequitur. Mm-hmm. And eh. you know. I think my rating in the show would change as a child depending on what point in my life I was at. That's true. If I were in first and second grade, and I'm not talking about just like the range, right? I'm talking about like when I would have been old enough for this show. Yeah. First and second grade, I would have hated it because I was a uh, I was very much into Sonic. Yeah. And I was very much like Sonic is the best, Sonic is the coolest, and nobody else is better than Sonic. Uh, when I got into eighth, when I was not eighth grade, when I was when I turned eight, I got a Sega Genesis, so I was very much like for, for Sega, right? I, for, for Nintendo. Okay, yeah, yeah, literally I, I, Sega. I, when I was a kid, I my Sega. Yeah, I turned thirteen and just gave it the gave it the gave, gave it, the, it the biz, gave it the biz with um, the biz. So uh, when I turned eight, I got a and Sega Genesis. Oh my god, I got a Sega Genesis, and I would have been very into Sega and Sonic, and very much like Nintendo is cheating. And, and spying on Sega for ideas, because Sega is the best. Little did I know they would go out of business, like, ten years later. Yeah. Um, they around. But, um, they would stop making consoles, yeah. at least. Uh, but I think after I had spent a little more time with um, some of my friends, I had some friends who had, you know, Super Nintendos, and I started playing a lot of Mario, Super Mario World. I started playing a lot of... Uh, I had a Nintendo at home. I had the original Mario and I loved it. Uh, so there was a very brief period, probably from like second to third grade, where I would have hated this show. But the rest of that age group, like, you know, fourth grade, fifth grade, or or first grade, I probably would have been like, I love Mario and there's a show about him. Yeah. And I would have just fucking flipped out over that. And it would have been one of those shows that I turned off after the cartoon was over. Like, I would have tuned in, saw the first live action part, saw the cartoon and been like, I don't really care what the rest of this is about, I saw my cartoon, I'm going to change the channel. Yeah. Unless there was something on after that I really, really wanted to see. Like um, Ronin Warriors or, uh, you know, a Sonic show or something, you know. It's not something I would have continued to watch because uh, that live action part would not have appealed to me. No. It's too weird. So yeah, my, my childhood, I... <clears throat> I wasn't biased. I I liked Sonic and I liked Mario. Right. So, I I like I said I had a brief moment where I was just a Sonic fan because I didn't have as many friends. But once I really got close with some people who were Nintendo people and had Super Nintendo, it's like, oh, I I love Nintendo. Yeah. Why would I limit myself? These games are great. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. You remember what the first Super Nintendo game you played was? Super Mario World. I know. Yeah. Uh. No. No. That's not true. That's not true. Um. I had a neighbor who had a Super Nintendo when I was in second, first and second grade. Um, like I said, there was a very brief time. I got the Sega Genesis, and then I made more friends with Super Nintendo. So I just had like probably like six months, yeah, where I was like, 
drawn pictures of Mario being a bad guy and Sonic like foiling him or something like yeah. that, you know. Um, <clears throat> but I my I, my neighbor had um, Street Fighter two, and he also had Buster Bust Loose, and I think those were my first two uh, for Super Nintendo. And I just had an NES at home. Yeah. Um, at that age, uh, so all I knew was Mario. Um, and then when you know I knew Sonic because of cartoons, because of other kids, and I played the first game I ever played was you know Sonic. Um, but the first game I actually sat down and played myself was Super Mario World, which I think is why it's my favorite Super Mario game. It's so good. Um, so I guess kid me like zero out of five if I'm in that six months in third grade, um, and like five out of five I would fucking have been crazy for it otherwise. Yeah. Um, as an adult, it's a two. Uh, it's too weird. I'm not gonna. It's not something I want to sit down and watch. You know. Yeah. Three out of five means for me like it's worth my time. It's not something I love, but it's worth my time. It's not something you'd seek out to watch, but if it was on, you'd watch it. Yeah. 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 Um. Oh man. Well, this has been a wild ride, uh, and a great first episode of the Page Masters Guild. Thank you for being here, man. Are we gonna thank our Page Masters? Yes, thank you guys for making this show possible. Thank yeah. you for waiting for it. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for being there. And we will see you next month on the Page Masters yeah. uh, Lodge. Page Master Lodge. You can go ahead and stop feeding that fire. Let it crackle down. Enjoy the rest of your hot cocoa or cold beverage to band climate. Because we're in a lodge right now, guys. Yeah. Admire, Maybe we should have played that up at the beginning. Admire that craftsmanship that other couch are sitting on while watching the sunset. Ignore the, over the, the secret ritual going on in the corner. Yeah, over the lodge's veranda. Don't mind the guy strangling the young girl in the other room. What the <laughs> Why do you have to take it to the <laughs> darkest <laughs> place? Because what I knew. Oh my That's god. That's what I knew. Anyways, uh, oh my. <laughs> I think maybe we should thank the page masters by name, though. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Jeanette Merrill, uh, my, my good, good friend, and Charlotte Gladhill, who is the super fan yes been there for us since the beginning thank you guys for being there yeah all right we'll see you next time all right later later hold on hold on hold on hold on now don't do drugs kids as if you do drugs you'll go to hell before you die thanks mario no problem